Slow day, eh, Beck? She walked over to the car and leaned into the open passenger side window. Just another day in paradise. He hastened to add, not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, wait another few weeks. Once the tourists start pouring into town, you'll be wishing for a day like this, when you can cruise around town in your spiffy new official police chief car and stop to chat with the locals. Only way to stay in touch, kiddo. Well, I admit I like the calm before the storm. I like to be able to close up shop at six and have the evenings to myself. I know it won't last, and I'm grateful that my shop does so well, but it's nice to have some quiet days to enjoy this glorious weather before the crowds arrive. She stood to wave to the driver of a passing car. So, where's the fiancé? I dropped her off at BMI early this morning. She's on her way to Montana to see her brother. He glanced at his watch. Actually, she should be arriving in his place any time now. Is this her brother, the hermit? The one I like to think of as Mountain Man? Beck nodded. She's hoping to talk him into walking her down the aisle. Your wedding's in five weeks. Vanessa frowned. Isn't she cutting it a bit close? She already asked her other brother, Andy, and he's on board, but she wants them both to give her away, since their dad died last year. Well, I wish her luck with that. Yeah, me too. I offered to go with her, but she thought she'd have a better chance on her own. Mia doesn't think he's left his place for any length of time since their dad's funeral. We'll see. He didn't appear optimistic. So, where are you off to now? I'm eating Steffi for dinner. I don't think she's closed up yet. There was a group in town this afternoon for a lecture over the historical society. From the crowd gathered outside Steffi's, I'd say they all stopped at her place for ice cream before getting back on their bus. Thanks for the tip. I'll walk on down and see if I can give her a hand. You just want ice cream, he teased and put the car in drive. You know what I always say. She stepped back onto the curb. Eat dessert first. She waved goodbye as he pulled away and glanced back at Bling, the front window dressing still on her mind. She mentally slapped herself on the forehead. Duh. The display should reflect the upcoming wedding. Pretty dresses and shoes to wear to the event. Flowers, maybe some terracotta pots planted with something colorful across the front of the window. Pansies, maybe. Vases of budding flowering cherry in the corners. Lots of white chiffon, puffed like clouds. It was less than a ten-minute walk from Bling to Steffi Weiler's ice cream shop. Her arms swinging, Vanessa strolled along, marveling, as she always did, at the twists and turns her life had taken since she first arrived in St. Denis. It was hard to believe that just three short years ago, she'd been destitute and exhausted mentally and physically from the stress of removing herself from a marriage that had started to go bad even before the petals had begun to drop from the yellow roses she'd carried on her wedding day. Even now, the mere sight of yellow roses could make her knees go weak. That was then, she reminded herself sternly. This is now. No need to go back to that place in time. Keep the focus on all the good things that have happened since I came to St. Dennis. Finding that she had a half-brother, finding back, was probably the best thing that had ever happened to her. That he and his father, Hal Garrity, had welcomed her so warmly, had urged her to stay, and had offered to help her start up a business in a storefront that Hal owned just when St. Dennis was emerging as a tourist attraction. Well, who could have foreseen all that happening? Timing is everything. She reminded herself. Everyone knows that. 
She waved through the window of Lola's Cafe at Jimmy, one of Lola's geriatric waiters, and passed Petals and Posies, the flower shop next door, where tall galvanized steel containers outside held long branches of blooming forsythia and pussy willow, and the windows held the eye with a rainbow display of cut tulips and daffodils. Next to Petals and Posies, at the corner, was Cappuccino, where many of the townies gathered first thing in the morning for coffee, the latest gossip, and to watch the news on the big-screen TV that hung on the sidewall before heading off to their respective mornings. Through the screen door, propped open to encourage the evening breeze to enter, Vanessa noticed Grace Sinclair, the owner and editor of the local weekly paper, the St. Denis Gazette, at one of the front tables. She was deep in conversation with Amanda Vandergrift, the president of the Garden Club, gathering tidbits for a piece on the upcoming tour, no doubt, to remind everyone to buy tickets to the event. Vanessa considered Grace a white-haired separate.